Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I love it when people get to use their gifts and they grow and they're learning and all the things. What's happening? Are we standing? We... Oh, oh, are we doing stretches? Um, this morning, we're going to take a few minutes together. Just keeping an eye on you. Uh, and talk about this coming year, 2024. Um, and we're going to do it together. I'm going to lay a bit of a framework for uh, what Pastor Jen's going to share and talk about. Um, and so 2024 is coming up. It's right around the corner. Who's excited for the new year? Um, I never really personally understood the whole new year thing. I feel like it's just another day. But a lot of people in the world get really excited because it's the end of one and the beginning of a new one. And so we always like to, we, we usually go on New Year's Eve to... Uh, not this year. Yeah, not this year. We usually go to um, Greek islands and go sit down together and talk about what God's been saying to us for the upcoming New Year. Uh, we've done that like for the last three years. I think we've done it. We can't do it this year because be this here. year we're going to be here uh, celebrating the New Year's with all of you from 6 to 8 p.m., ish and we're going to come and we're, we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to we're going to ring in the new year on east coast time it's not way better than pacific <laughs> west coast time that means that like by nine o'clock you can go home feel like you've celebrated the new year and go to bed at a normal hour because i don't know about you but i'm not i, I don't want to stay up to midnight anymore i'm like cool it's midnight yeah you can hold <laughs> um so anyways moving into the new year we always like to take some time and try and hear what the Lord is saying and what his purpose and his desires and his thoughts about the upcoming year are. So a couple months ago, maybe six weeks ago, we were at a meeting and we, somebody said, we need to start talking about 2024. It's coming up. We need to start talking about it. You know, what we're going to do for New Year's and our, our Christmas Eve service and how we're going to do our fast in the new year. If you've been at Hope City Church for any, any amount of time, you know that we always do a fast at the beginning of the new year. So we were beginning to put our head towards the new year. And I made a joke and I said, 2024, it's a year of more. And I said, you know it's true because it rhymes. And so since it rhymes, it has to be true. And so we all laughed and that was the end of the conversation. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, me and Pastor Jen went away for a day to spend some time uh, hearing from the Lord, praying and trying to hear what God is saying and just getting our hearts and our minds towards this coming year. And I feel like the Lord said to me, he said like the last, the last laughs on you, buddy, because it is going to be, I want you to tell people that it is going to be a year of more. 2024 is going to be a year of more. And I said, Oh no, Lord, I can't do that. I can't, I can't. That's a corny joke. It's a cliche. And he's like, no, I want you to tell the people it's going to be a year of more. And I said, well, what does that look like when you say it's going to be a year of more what what more of what because a lot of us could say that 2023 has been a year that I can't wait till it ends so that I can move into the new year right someone could say that 2023 has been hard it's been stressful it's been a trial it's been a whole lot of temptation it's been stuff that I just want to put behind me so are you saying it's going to be a whole lot more of that and the Lord said no and he, he gave me a scripture and the scripture he gave me was a scripture that he's already given us as a church a few years ago in the past. I said, well, Lord, you've already given us this scripture. I can't 
go and say, here's the new scripture for this year. It might sound familiar because the Lord's already given it to us before. And the Lord said, well, Jake, I don't know if you know this or not about, about me, but I tend to remind people of what I say over and over and over again. Have you ever noticed that in the word of God? And so he immediately took my mind to think about the promise, uh, the covenant that he made with Abraham, which still, by the way, still stands today. The Lord made a covenant all those years ago with Abraham, and that covenant was never revoked. It was never rescinded. And so he said, I gave Abraham a covenant all the way back in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 15. And then when Abraham was gone, I came along and I reminded his son Isaac of the very same covenant that I had given his father. And then when when Isaac uh, was still uh, around, but his son Jacob had left and had moved away and, and met me and had an encounter with me, he said, I gave Jacob, and I reminded Jacob of the promise and the covenant that I had given his grandpa. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I feel like since you gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob reminders, I can come along and remind all of us what God has said to us Because if you look in the word of God, you see that God will give words, God will give direction, God will give vision and understanding, but a lot of times it is a process and it's a journey that you have to move through and it takes time, doesn't it? God will speak to you, God will say, hey, guess what, this is what's going to happen in your life, but often it doesn't happen overnight and it takes time for you to get from where you're at to where God has destined and desired you to be. And that's the way he kind of likes it because along the journey, he can begin to work in you. He can begin to work through you and he begin to work out of you the things that need to be removed or realigned so that he can get you to where he has for you called to go. And so the scripture that he gave us was Isaiah chapter 54, verse two and three. I'm gonna read it from the New Living. And I actually, if I still have it open here, I wanna read it to you from the Good News Translation. Um, Hang on, I just have to get there because- I, um, yeah, it's a good one. I had to pull up your verse last time in the Passion, but you never had me read it for you. So I have to go back there. So hang on a second. Um, good news translation. Where, where are we going? Isaiah 54. See how we work together, everybody? She's 54. One, two, three, four. You guys seem to have a little more fun in church. 54, verse 2 and 3. Okay, so here's the verse. I'm going to read it to you first in the uh, New Living Translation, and then I'll read it to you from the good news. This is a verse that God gave us for the year 2020. It says, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. The Good News Translation says it this way. Uh, Make the tent you live in larger. Lengthen its ropes and strengthen the pegs. You will extend your boundaries on all sides. Um, and so, listen, one of the things the Lord has, has spoken to us is that it's going to be a year of more. Now, you could look around, and, and we, we see all of the, the, the what? The needs. Yeah, we see the needs. We see the tightness. Right now, like, you're, you could look around and be like, oh, we could fit more people in this service. But listen, you, you, if you come to one service, you're not at both services, you don't always know. But right now, there's about 400 people that would call Hope City Church their home. And obviously, we, even if we wanted to, if everybody's, if everybody, this would be a miracle, guys. If everybody showed up on one Sunday and said, I'm going to church today, and everybody showed up, at, we couldn't fit everybody in both services. 
We, there's 155 chairs in this room. We could fit maybe one more row across the front. It would be very crammed. But even if we wanted to, we couldn't fit everybody who says this is their church. We couldn't fit everybody at one place at one time, which is a, a problem. It's a really great problem to have, but it's still a problem, right? We got parking lot problems. We got opportunities. We got opportunities. opportunities. Yes, we, we call opportunities. them opportunities. Amen. So the verse the Lord gave us was, hey, Enlarge your house, build an addition, sprout your home, spare no expenses, because you're going to be bursting at the seams soon. I feel like we already are bursting at the seams, but if God is reminding us that we need to make room for more because we're going to continue to burst, listen, I believe God is doing something in our church family, in our midst, and, and um, it's going to continue to grow. And if the Lord builds the house, this is his church, and he said that he will build it, and so he is going to have to make room for everybody that he feels that he desires to be here, to be in this place, and he will. So I want to remind you real quick about something, the hallmarks of our house. So if we say that this is going to be a year of more, then I want to remind you real quick quick about the five hallmarks of, of Hope City Church. Hallmarks. Yeah, I preached this at the end of January 2023 after our three weeks of prayer and fasting was something the Lord had put on my heart about hallmarks of our house. A hallmark is nothing more than a characteristic, a defining trait. It's, it's, it's when somebody looks at you or talks about you, they reference that. That is a hallmark of who you are. Chad has curly, amazing hair. That could be a hallmark. Chad is an amazing, <laughs> Chad is an amazing musician. I just, I always go to hair first because I have none. So I always, that's what my eyes are always drawn to. Uh, it's not the, the hallmark of my head is I'm bald. Uh, <clears throat> so it's a defining characteristic. It's a trait of who you are. You could go deeper and talk about the personality and, and the, the kind of person they are. But the five characteristics and hallmarks, some of the, those things of Hope City Church are, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that, and then Pastor Jen is going to go and talk a bit more prophetically about this upcoming year. So uh, we got these from Second Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 to 15. And, and real quick, just to remind you, this is a story of King Asa who had gone out to fight this um, Ethiopian uh, king that had come out to fight against him. And the Bible talks about this. In 1 Kings, it only references King Asa real quick. But in 2 Chronicles, it gives three chapters to describing who King Asa was and what happened. And that's because this is actually the greatest, uh, the greatest, the largest army that ever attacked Israel in the Old Testament was in this story. It was more than a million people. And so this was a victory that God did that was beyond, uh, like militarily speaking, it was beyond all the other battles they ever fought. You thought that you had hard trials and tribulations in your life. Think about a million people coming to try and kill you and wipe you out and take everything you had and make it their own. And so with God's help, King Asa and the children of Israel defeat this Ethiopian army. And as they're coming back in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, Azariah comes out and has a word for King Asa. And he says this. He says that, um, I got a word for you. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because the New King James doesn't talk like this. He says, I got a word for you. And the word is this, is that if you will seek God, as long as you will seek God, God will be with you and he will be your God and you will be his people. If you turn your back on him, he will leave you. But if you seek him, he'll be your God. And so King Asa says, well, we're going to do this that because we need God in our life. Amen? Amen. Do you need God in your life? I mean, I really need God in my life, and uh, that, that felt like the churchy answer. 
but I really need God in my life. And so he said, we're going to do this. And then he began, this this a story, like a little five verses, nine to verse 15. And in this section of those six verses, you see that um, people in the surrounding region saw that God had delivered King Asa and the children of Israel, and they began to move there. They began to leave the places where they had lived at, where they had, they had moved away from Judah, they had moved away from Jerusalem, and they, they began to see that God was with King Asa, and he was moving, and he was protecting them, and they began to move back, and the children of Israel began to worship the Lord, and the Bible says, and, and they, made a, they made a covenant, and they made a commitment to seek God with all of their hearts. With with everything they had, so much so, their commitment was so intense that they said, we're making this covenant, and we're making this commitment to see God. And listen, I didn't make this up. It's actually in the Bible. You can read it for yourself, like in verse 11 or 12. It says that if somebody wouldn't commit to seeking God with all of their heart, that those people were killed. And it says men, women, and children. Like King Asa said, we are really serious about covenanting and seeking God with all that we have. So if you don't, you're going to die. Now, don't worry. 2024 isn't a year of death. We're not going to kill people who don't seek the Lord with all their heart. Um, And so they made this commitment. And the Bible says that when they made this commitment, when these people came, they began to worship the Lord. And God says that as they pursued him with their whole hearts, with all they were, that um, God gave them rest and freedom, the New Living Translation says, from their enemies. And so the five hallmarks of our house that God showed me from this passage of scripture was this, was that number one, we will be a house, we will be a church, we will be a body of believers that seeks God with all of our being, with all of our heart. At the very core, at the very center of everything that Hope City Church is and does, is God. There's a song that says, Jesus at the center of it all. Have you heard it? It's a really great song. I won't try and sing it for you, but the chorus is just Jesus at the center of it all. Everything we do will be centered around Jesus. He will be at the very core. The next thing talked about was that people came streaming back When they saw that God was there, when they saw that God was moving, when they saw that God was speaking, people came from the surrounding areas and came and moved back home because they wanted to be around God and his people and what he was doing. And so Hope City Church is going to be a house that will have room for everybody. What does that look like? We are believing God for the lost. We are believing God for the prodigals. We are believing God for people who have gone to church their entire life. There is room for everybody at Hope City Church to come into his presence and experience his life-changing, transformational, restoration, redeeming work of the blood of Jesus. Amen? The next thing that Hope City is is we will be a house of worship. Uh, If you've ever come to Hope City Church, we have really great worship. Uh, we have a, a worship team that worships the Lord, that they're not just musicians, they're not just a band, um, they're not people that we hire to come in on a Sunday, be like, oh, hey, we don't have enough people today, so we're going to pay you 20 bucks to come play guitar on the stage. Uh, we have a commitment that everybody who is on the worship team is a worshiper of God. And, and so we are worshipers. And even, in fact, if you go on from King Asa, King Asa's son was King Jehoshaphat. And if you know who King Jehoshaphat was, he was the one that also got surrounded by three armies that were coming to kill him. And so King Jehoshaphat, what does he do when he goes out to battle? The Lord says, just don't worry. This isn't your battle. It's my battle. And King Jehoshaphat says, we're putting the worshipers at the front as we go out. We are a house of worship. 
we're going to be a house of rest. Talked about in the end of that story, talked about how when people came, that God gave them rest and God gave them freedom. And so we will be a house of rest where people come into the presence of Jesus. Jesus himself said, if you're weary, if you're tired, come to me and I will give you rest, that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Church, community, church life should not be a place that is stressful and tiring, but it'll be a place of rest when you come into his presence and you sit at his feet and you rest. And the last thing is that it will be a house of freedom where people from all walks of life from all tribes, from all nations will come into the presence of God and they will find freedom. And I don't know about you, but I feel like we could all continually use God's freedom in our life in different levels. We move from from one level to the next and you need more freedom and you need more freedom and you need more freedom. And I believe that in this next year, 2024, will be a year of more freedom in our lives. You say, I've got things in my life. I've got freedom from God in my life. Great. I bet you could probably use some more freedom from God in your life. Couldn't you? And as we continue to press into God, as we continue to put God first in our life, we will move in and God will continue to work in our lives, bringing rest, bringing freedom, doing only what God can do. Amen. So those are our five hallmarks. So good. Um, Can I also just add to that? And the spirit of God's been saying this over and over today is that God is not finished yet. Okay. And that's an overarching word for our church, but that's going to hit some of you. I believe you're going to be like, that was for me. And I, I just want to say it again. If you didn't get it the first time, God is not finished yet. I love how you were in the, in the first service, you were really saying over and over about how this is a story that's unfolding. Amen. And we're still charting, you know, we're still charting, chartering, charting this story. One yeah. In a boat together, you guys. You're going down the river, the Jesus River together, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Uh, That's Star Trek. <laughs> I know. I can make it up. It's my own story, so I can say whatever I want. Um, but I want to just say that God is not finished yet. You know, I always find the interesting thing about doing Vision Sundays is I always feel like that great like pressure and expectation. We're going to do this. 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 And um, Jake and I have always been committed to being leaders that didn't overpromise and under under deliver you know what i mean and be those leaders that you know that people couldn't trust because they didn't do what they said they were going to do so we're always very careful about what we say that we're going to do because this is a story that's still unfolding so i'm going to give you a couple but the things that i'm going to share are more prophetic so if you have a pen and paper i just encourage you to write some things down because what I believe is that you're going to write some things down that maybe aren't even things that I'm going to say, but it's going to be things that the spirit of God is going to, to spark inside of your heart. That wasn't something that I said, but it was like a door that opened something in your heart that he wanted to say to you. Amen. Because God is not finished yet. And I'm really excited for this year. You know, we can always, you know, we laugh about 24, you know, what can we say that rhymes with 24? More, you know, and I'm glad it was a, a good word. Store, that- <laughs> bore, snore. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with more? It's not like we all sat around at a t- around a table and figured out what we could say about 2024. Um, but sometimes the spirit of God has a sense of humor and I'm okay with it, you know, and it yeah, is going to be a year right. of more. And I get excited yeah. about that in my spirit because it's like, you know, you got a present it well, I don't even really care about getting presents, but you know, when your kids are young and like just all the wonder and they're so excited about opening up their present, I feel like that a little bit about 20, why are you looking at me like that? You, don't you think- just said you don't care about getting presents. And I was like, oh, this is- <laughs> I was like, why is everyone getting Good news, presents? everyone. <laughs> Jake's like, great, I don't have to buy you anything. I'd like to return some things, please. <laughs> But just the, just the wonder of a child, you know, like just opening up a present. I feel that way about, you know, as we enter into 2024, what is God 
going to do, you know? And, and I feel like he just, he does want to give us some surprises, you know, as a church and, and surprise us individually. But I want to read Isaiah 54, um, verses two and three out of the message. I think Jaden, you maybe got my note back there. That's great. You did. Um, but I'm going to start, um, here. I think it's in verse two with the message paraphrase. You don't ever really know where you're starting. So I'm going to just pick up where I think I should. It says, God says, clear lots of ground for your tents, make your tents large, spread out, think big. These are all with exclamations. I love that. Use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Amen, church. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Ooh, I like that. I'm already hearing some things that I didn't hear in my spirit in the first service. Do not be afraid. Amen. Don't be afraid. And I want to encourage some of you, you know, you might, especially if you here in the nine, it was packed. Like there was just no room. Like even with the kids gone, like it was just wall to wall, like just seats were gone. Is that as, as the Lord is speaking to us as a church, he will make room. Amen. He will make room for what he wants to do. He always will. I know that, you know, sometimes we go through season and it can be like cloud by day, fire by night. And we're just like trusting and then Lord trusting the Lord. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that the Lord wants to teach us even more to trust in him, you know, because as we get into 2024, or 2025, 2026, if you've noticed these last five years, we've been having to learn to trust more individually in our own lives and as church. Have you noticed that we've had to learn more to trust in the Lord? So I'm not afraid to trust in the Lord. And, and I'm not afraid to see what he wants to do because God's plans and purposes are always for our good. Amen. But I shared this in the, in the first service is I, I went back, it was in worship. Actually, the Lord was reminding me in the first service of about 12 months ago, I could remember in pre-service prayer, um, I was playing piano. Pastor Adrian was leading pre-service prayer. And that's just a plug. Pre-service prayer is awesome. Okay. Can I just say it's really, really awesome. And um, it's not just for the people who are serving. You all can come. It's so good. You all can come. But one of the things the Spirit of God said um, a year ago um, was to, and this might sound funny to you, you know, things always seem right in the moment, but you say it later and you're like, that's a little bit weird, but, um, was to roll out the red carpet. And, you know, as I saw the roll, you know, just the proverbial, like, red carpet being rolled out. I just saw like the king of glory walking in the room because we wanted to make his space ready for the king of glory to do whatever he wanted to do. And one of the things the spirit of God said though there was that if you will make room for me, I will make room for what I want to do. Amen. So as the Lord is speaking to us, even still like to spread out your tent pigs, you know, to make room that we would not be afraid and that we would not be a church that walks by sight. Amen. That we're going to continue to be a church that walks by faith. So I'm going to talk for a moment, maybe a little bit longer than a moment, just four words that the Spirit of God has put in my heart, okay? So one of them is rest, okay? And I love that you went over the whole, the the five hallmarks, you know, because I didn't know when the Lord gave me these words that you were going to talk about that. One of them's harvest. One of them's joy, which might not be a surprise to you. Some of you know me. I've been talking about joy a lot. Have this little silly song the Lord gave me in about April last year called Jesus Joy. It's not going anywhere. I've written it into a whole song. I think we might start singing it here. Sorry, not sorry, but we I, have sang it, haven't we? well, just the chorus, but it's like a whole song now. You are, And I just think the Lord's redeeming some childlikeness in us. Hey, amen. That we would just find our delight in the Lord again, that we would breathe and laugh and have fun and enjoy life. Life is not just to be endured, right. that life is to be enjoyed. Yeah. Amen. And I know that, trust me, I know, I know that there's some seasons that are, are so difficult. 
and so hard, amen? But surely there is even joy in those seasons to be found, amen? And then um, there's a funny word that I'm going to share. It's not even a full word. It's a prefix. Uh, yeah, and I had to, you know, go into my etymology, which we took in school. You don't learn that in public school, but we did learn it in our Christian school. Yep. Do you guys even know what etymology is? The study of words? Study of words. The study of words. So it's just re. And you're like, re? You're going to talk to us about the word re? Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about the word re. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting, Lord. But, you know, you know, for me, nothing's weird. If the Lord says it, then I'm just going to, you know, you're with me. Yeah, you're with me. You're my girl. <laughs> you're with me. P says it. That's good enough for me. So I just want to dive into a little bit of the re. Um, oh, actually, before that, I want to just give you guys a definition of more. Just as a year of more in Webster's 1828, I was surprised that you didn't do this. Um, <laughs> but Webster's 1828, more means greater in quality or degree or amount. In a general sense, it means more lands. Mm. I found that interesting. So I'm just going to write that down and highlight it, you know. Uh, more water, more courage, more virtue, more power or wisdom, more love, more praise, more light. Okay, this is what it says in the dictionary. I didn't make this up. More means greater in number, exceeding in number, as in more people. It means greater. In Latin, more means the greatest. But I want to get into re, first of all, and uh, bless Isabel's heart. She ran up to me at the end of worship. Some of you might have wondered what she was talking about. I won't go into detail what she was talking to me about. But the gist of it, and she was talking about healing, um, was she said... I, she was talking about it being a year of restoration or restoration coming to people. I said, well, you just wait to see what the Spirit of God has to say because the first thing I'm going to say to you is that it's going to be a year of restoration. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And that was something that the Spirit of God um, said to me. Um, but that's a, that's a reword. So I'm going to read some rewords, okay? And it's not off the table that we might have a post-it station at some point and post-it. You're like, what's a post-it Station. I should explain this, like post-its, and we're just going to begin to write words that the Spirit of God is talking to us about, amen, so that we can put the vision down, and you guys can see what the Lord's talking to people about in the church. I think that would be pretty awesome, but I'm going to read these words, and I think some of them's going to go off in your spirit for 2024. Renew. Say, let's say renew. renew. Revive. Let's say revive. revive. Reclaim. Let's say reclaim. That's a good one. Repair. Let's say repair. Recover. Reimagine, Re return, return. Restore. restore. Amen. Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna laugh at me, you have to qualify why you're laughing at me. But I'm I want to give you some scriptures behind that. So, restore in Psalm 51:12, and you'll know this scripture. It says, "Restore to me the joy of my salvation." Amen. And that's a word for for so many of us. Amen. Who's who, who resonates with that? Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Return. Okay, so here's a scripture for return. Isaiah 51, 11. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. Amen? And they will enter Jerusalem singing. Come on. Crowned with everlasting joy. I love this part. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Okay, some of you older people like me will remember that song. Remember that song? Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. Remember that? And come with singing unto Zion, an everlasting joy shall be upon their head. I know that you know it. Verna back there. But don't you remember songs like that? Amen? 
And the time of singing has come, church. I didn't say that in the nine o'clock service, but I just want to say the time of singing has come. And where there is singing, there is joy. Amen? It's the time of singing for Hope City Church. I want to read the word recover. There's an awesome scripture and story in the Old Testament, um, but it's out of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30, verses 8. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. But then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told them, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. Amen. Amen. That is a word for so many people in this house. You are going to recover all. Amen. Amen. All. Not a little bit. Say all. All. Who resonates with that? And I don't, I said this, I felt like this was a word specifically too for Lori and Don. So if they're watching or they're going to listen to this, Don, you are here. Okay. I said this in the, in the first service. Um, I have been carrying the scripture for you two for months now, but you guys are going to recover all in the name of Jesus. What the enemy stole from you, that God is going to return to you. And I say in Jesus name, last lap is going to be on the devil. Amen. Amen. You're going to recover all. I love that. I didn't even know that you were here. That's so great. Um, if you have a Bible, open it up to Psalm 126. Ella read this scripture. I love that she read this in the first service or in prayer this morning. I'm going to read lots of scriptures. So just track with me. That's why I said to have your pens out. So I want to talk for a minute about harvest, okay? Say harvest. Harvest. It's going to be a year of harvest. Now, I believe this is twofold, that there's going to be a harvest in your own life. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. But the harvest also is a harvest of souls that I see coming in, okay? And I don't just see it coming into this house. I see it for the body of Christ. Amen? But we need to get ready for the harvest in this house. The time to prepare for harvest isn't when it's happening. Okay, any farmer would say that. They would say that you've got to prepare. Amen. I don't know if Mike and Tanner are here, but Tanner would be saying, you know, you've got to prepare before then. Okay, so Psalm 126, verse 1. I'm reading in the New King James Version, you guys. But it said, When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreams. Amen. Got to dream dreams, church that our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, Hope City Church, and we are glad. Yeah. Say, I'm glad. Wow. Okay, then they said, bring back our captivity, O Lord, and streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Another prophetic word for you guys, amen? You're gonna reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, Bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Do you guys know what a sheave is? Yeah, it's grain. It's like a bundle of grain. I can remember. Do we have any little, I share this with the nine o'clock service. Is there any little house on the prairie fans in the room? I love that those young. Anyone, anybody my age that was a little house. Nicole, your hand isn't even up. I've got to introduce some people. Cindy, your hand isn't up. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I said Cindy. Oh, I'm surprised you are. You're young. That is not your generation. I love Little House in the Prairie. But I have to tell you, there is only one song. I, re- I didn't even get to this. I'll have to talk about this in a minute. That I remember. Hold on. I'm still learning to use an iPad. Pastor Jake bought it for me. And don't ever ask me to help you with technical things. 
it will not go well for any of us. Okay. But there's only one song that I remember from Little House of the Prairie, and it was called Bringing in the Sheeps. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I can remember singing this along, you know, as a little girl, because, and I even had one of those dresses. My parents took me to Knott's Berry Farm in California. So I would watch Little House in the Prairie <laughs> with my bonnet, with my sister. We would both have our bonnets on and our dresses from Knott's Berry Farm. Okay, some of you might know, okay? And we would watch Little House in the Prairie and I would sing Bringing in the Sheaves. I didn't know what a sheep was at all, but it seemed like a fun song to You're sing. You were probably singing Bringing in the Sheets. Probably. You know, do you guys ever have those songs when you're little and you sing the wrong words and you get older and you're like, oh, I thought that was the... When I was little, just fun fact, this has nothing to do with Vision Sunday, but oh, Canada, you know how it says the true north strong and free? When I was five years old, I thought it was the true Lord strong and free because for sure the Lord is free, it right? Sense. It all made sense to me. <laughs> it all made sense to me. Okay. But as I was just, you know, wearing my bonnet, you know, had my bonnet on and my dress and my sister was, and I was singing there, like bringing in the sheaves. You know, I didn't even ask. I didn't even care. It just seemed like a good song to sing. But can I read you the lyrics? Okay. Because it's harvest time. Amen. Amen? I want to lean into harvest for a minute. It's harvest time. Yeah. Look at the person next to you. Say it's harvest time. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Jake just said it's harvest time. But I want to read you these lyrics because they are powerful. And only the spirit of God himself could have reminded me or told me to look up the lyrics to bringing in the sheaves, okay? Because I just got my Spotify unwrapped list for 2023 and this song was not on it, okay? But it says, sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontime and the dewy eve, waiting for the harvest and the time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing church, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Sowing in the sunshine, sowing in the shadows, fearing neither clouds nor winter's chilling breeze. By and by the harvest and the labor ending, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Amen. Going forth with weeping, sowing for the master, through the loss sustained, our spirit often grieves. When our weeping's over, he will bid us welcome, we shall come rejoicing bringing in the sheaves. Can we just give thanks to the Lord for a moment? Amen. It is harvest time. Amen. One of the mission statement for our house is that, um, I'm going blank here. The mission, what is the mission statement of our house? Yes. Can you, can you say that out loud? That everyone have an unfailing, know the no. unfailing love of God and have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Is that we're going to, that we're going to continue to focus on loving God well in this house. Amen. But we're going to also continue to focus on loving people, not just loving people, but loving them well. Amen. And, um, I believe that this also is a year, 2024, for the evangelists to arise. And but can I also just say that we're all evangelists for the Lord, amen? That the spirit of the Lord is upon everybody in this room to preach the gospel to the poor. But there's some people, like I know Todd, is that you you have a burning heart, you know, to share the law, the, to share the message of Christ with people everywhere you go. And I say in Jesus' name, let the spirit of the evangelist arise. So one of the things that we've done is because as the spirit of God begins to talk to us about it. We're getting ready for the harvest, amen? So we're going to put our money, we're going to put our money and our efforts where the Spirit of God is speaking, amen? So if there's not room in this house for what God wants to do, then we got to make some steps. Okay, don't worry, we're not leaving. You're like, what's she going to say? Don't worry, everything's good. 
is we have rented for this Easter because Easter is about Jesus. It's always about Jesus Christ, but it is a good time for people to hear the message of the gospel. Do you not agree? Amen. That your neighbors need to hear the message of the gospel. Your families, my family needs to hear the message of the gospel. We got people all around us that need to hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have rented the Abbey Arts Center for Easter 2024. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know what? You, you guys could say, that's ridiculous. We got the scripture from the Lord. He's saying, think big. He's saying, think big. He's saying, get ready. So we're like, okay, God, we're going to take you seriously, and we're going to get ready for this. We wanted to make sure, it's, it's twofold purpose. We wanted to make sure, um, number one, that we had a space that we could all gather at one time. Um, <clears throat> and that will help us do that. It seats 500 and some people, so we'll easily be able to fit in there. But at the same time, Easter is one of the two big services every year that people who don't normally go to church will go to church. And it's a great opportunity for us to make sure there's space for those people. If the Lord is saying to expand our tent and make room for people, we want to make sure that, that if somebody says to you, can I come to church with you on Easter Sunday, that you don't have to say, sorry, man, there's no room in the That's end. Right. You'll have to go somewhere else. We want them to come and hear the good news about Jesus. And so that's why we did that. We didn't want, we didn't have to worry about like parking on Sunday. We didn't have to uh, worry about like no seats for people to sit in. We wanted to make sure that everybody who wants to come to church on Easter Sunday can gather at one time in one place and just hear the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. Amen. That was our, that was our thinking behind it. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. We're, you know, we're not trying to be the coolest. We're trying to be faithful. Amen? You know, faithful over fancy. I say that all the time, and that's who we are as a church. Um, but as we head into our fast, you guys know we're having a fast. We talked about it. You talked about it a little bit already. Um, is normally in the past, we've done 21-day fast here. We're doing seven days. So some of you might have noticed that already, is that we're doing a seven-day fast. We just felt last year, okay, that it was just time to, you know, just switch how we did things a little bit. Yeah, change is good. And 21 days was just a little bit long. I know for some people, you know, you get, you're like all in and then day like nine hits and you're like, wow, this was really awesome until it wasn't awesome, you know? And um, so we're going to do seven days, say seven. Okay, we're going to do seven days together of prayer and fasting as a church family. So what we're doing is we're preparing our hearts during that fast as a church family, not just us, all of us, amen, because it takes all of us, amen, um, to be fishers of men, to be lovers of God, to be lovers of people together. We're going to prepare our hearts during those seven days. So we're going to have worship and prayer in this room every single night, okay? Now, I'm not saying 24 hours a day, but we're going to have it every single night, okay? And we'll, we'll talk more about the fast later, but I'm saying that because we need to prepare our hearts before the Lord, before everything. Amen. And what we are saying as a church family, just like we do on first Wednesday, like our month belongs to you. We're saying, God, our, our year as a church family, this year individually, from me to you, it belongs to you. Amen. So we're going to give God our first fruit. So we're going to start that on January 8th. Another thing that is in my heart, I'm not saying we're going to do this. Like you, you had said that, you know, like the story is unfolding. So I always want to make careful that you don't hear me saying, I promise that we're going to do this. A lot of things are contingent on if people will step up and take ownership of it. Amen. Because the church has come to such a size that we can't actually do everything, just the two of us anymore. And, and that's not a bad thing. 
it's a very good thing that other people are stepping up and taking their place. Amen. And I'm so grateful for all the people that have stepped up to do connect groups. It's been pretty awesome. And we'll have a Sunday where we talk about connect groups. But I would really love to see Alpha started in this church. I would really, really love so that, you know, when we're talking about people getting saved, well, then what? right? There needs to be a plan and a strategy for discipleship that we're walking alongside people. Amen. So that, you know, like it was like Kieran had shared his, his testimony. He just graduated, you know, through Teen Challenge and we went to his graduation two weeks ago, but he shared his, yeah, they're so good. I love that. Such an awesome, mighty man of God who has a very bright future. Um, but he had shared his testimony and that's going to take his family and people walking with him now, you know, Suzanne, you like, you would know like this, it's not done yet, you know, and that's the same when people accept Jesus Christ. And even in your own life, like you need people to walk with you. Amen. And we never arrive at discipleship. Discipleship is a lifelong journey. Amen. So that's just something that it, it's, it's a hope. Like I went to, uh, I got alpha training in Calgary before we came to, you know, I thought we're going to start at year one. It was like, no, we're not starting at year one. I thought maybe year two. Nope. You know, so I'm like, okay, Lord, is this the year? I don't know. But I'm hoping that perhaps this fall that we could begin Alpha and that goes hand in hand with what the Lord is saying about a year of harvest. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if the Lord did that. Um, and then just, I'll say quickly here is it's a year of joy. So I want to read Psalm 51, 12 again, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I want to read Psalm 30, uh, verses 11 to 12. You've turned my mourning into dancing. You've put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Ecclesiastes 3, 4. Um, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it says to everything, there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. The Lord is really highlighting. And David, your dad talked about this last week. Remember, he was talking about hope. He was actually explaining about worship. He was talking about what the Spirit of God was saying, worship. I can't remember if he said it in the 9 or the 11. But he said, you guys need to begin to highlight some words or some things that the Spirit of God is saying to you so that it becomes a living hope inside of your heart. And that just went off in me when he said, highlight it as a living hope. So the Lord is highlighting joy as a living hope in my heart for this coming year. I'm really excited about it. But what's, highlight, what's highlighting to me in this, in verse 4, it says that it's a time to laugh and it's a time to dance. Amen. It's a time to laugh and it's a time to rest or dance. And finally, I want to end with rest um, and that we're going to be a house of rest is that we have to learn to, as a church, walk with the Lord, not ahead of him. Amen. He's a good shepherd. So we are, we are following him, but there is also a walking with him. Amen. Like in the garden. And um, for some of you who had heard for many of you who had heard teaching on Sabbath, is that man's first day on the earth was a day of rest. Amen. So we're probably going to talk about Sabbath a little bit more. We'll have to go over that this year. But I also want to remind you, if you haven't thought about this, so we have the, you guys know the Ten Commandments? Perhaps you've heard of them. Okay. You've probably heard of the Ten Commandments. So there is a commandment that says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it. And I've been kind of thinking about this, and I shared this in Toronto when I was talking to those worship leaders, and the pastor's mouth just kind of dropped, and the worship pastor, she's like, I don't think he ever thought about it like that. Why is it that we deem that one commandment as optional? We, we're like, you're like, murder? I would never murder anybody. You know, like th those kind of things, but, you know, commit adultery. But then when it comes to 
the Sabbath day, we're like, ah, oh, well, that's kind of optional. I don't have to do that. You know, so we're going to unpack that a little even more this year, but we're going to be a church that rests well, because if we're, we got to learn how to run like those who don't grow weary. Amen. That we've got to, we got to learn the unforced rhythms of the spirit of God so that we don't burn out because we don't have, guess what? You don't have to burn out. Do you believe me? You, we don't actually have to burn out if we're walking in step with the Spirit of God. And in Jesus' name, we be leaders that ever stay committed to walking in step with the, lead, you know, with the Spirit of God, that we would never lead a church into burnout, but we would lead a church um, by rest, through rest, and into more rest. Amen. So that, you would, that we would be a church that would inherit the promises of God for our lives. Amen. Um, but I want to just end with this one scripture or two thoughts, actually. This one scripture is Isaiah 58, verses 13 to 14. And it was actually Mark Buchanan that showed me this scripture this week. So the beginning of Isaiah 58, you would know as it talks about fasting, right? So around the end of it, it talks a bit more about Sabbath, but it says here in verse 13, if you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And when I read this, scripture this weekend as he was unpacking this me I was thinking about harvest and joy and rest and I'm like oh my gosh Lord this all makes sense this actually all ties together how good are you um so I was thinking about connect groups who was in a connect group we're gonna have some testimonies from they were so good so good Nikki and Todd you guys were in in mine and just loved getting to know people better um, but, you know, we're already thinking about, you know, material for connect groups. And I actually had approached Mark Buchanan. Uh, Mark Buchanan teaches a lot on rest. He's an author. He's my professor. Um, just had our last class. But I reached out to him and I said, do you have an, like a an six, eight week course for small groups that you teach? He said, no. I said, would you be willing, like if we paid you, if we filmed you, would you be willing to do an eight week connect course to take us deeper on Sabbath because he knows our church so he would already know like a catered or a tailor-made class you know for us as a church to be able to go deeper in this understanding of Sabbath and you know finding our rest and joy in the Lord and he said I will do that for your church he said because I know that you're a church that's committed to finding your rest in the Lord and I just felt so blessed by that so you know that's something that I can say we are going to do also in 2024 you can take that one to the bank so uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that. And we'll talk more about that. That will be in the spring. Um, but re, it's not really a word, so I don't really know how to re, re, woo, re, um, harvest, joy, and rest. And I'm just really excited because when, when I hear all of those things, my, I think of abundance and I think of fruitfulness. And I know so many people, like our heart's desire at the end of our life is that we would have a legacy and that we would be fruitful. Amen. As parents, like I know that, you know, Chad burns with generations and burns, you know, to be, you know, about his family. And I know that it would be Chad and Willow's heart that they'd be able to leave a legacy for their children and, you know, leave fruit that would remain. Amen. I don't think I'm saying, I, I really believe this about you. So I'm not trying to just like single you out, but I know that this is a beating of your heart, you know, and these things, these things come from, they don't just happen. They come from being intentional. They come from walking with the Lord. They come from finding our rest in the Lord. And I just really believe it's going to be a really fruitful year. I'm not saying these things are going to come easily. You know, most exciting adventures with the Lord do not. Um, but it's, it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, st stand up with us here. I think 
an, e an easy way, a, a simple way to recap it all is that it will be a year of more of the evidence in God in our midst, in God in our lives, in God in our relationships, in God in our marriages, in God in our minds, in God in our actions, in a year of God showing himself literally in every area of your life so that everybody who sees you and knows you can see that something is happening that draws them to you because of his goodness in your life and that you point them to him. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your understanding. Father, we thank you that these are your plans and these are your purposes. And so, Father, as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, we just pray, may your kingdom come and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right here in our midst at Hope City Church. May we be people who pursue you above all other things. May your plans and purposes come to pass as we move into 2024, God. And you are saying it is a year of more. Father, may we truly see the fullness of you in every area. And Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you begin to prepare our hearts to receive all that you have for us. That as we move into Christmas time and all the busyness that comes along with it and all the, the hustle and all those things, Father, that, that we don't forget you, that we don't forget the eternal truths and the things that last and really matter. And may you begin to till the soil of our hearts and our lives so that as we move into this next year, that you are planting seeds that produce much fruit in our lives. Jesus, we love you. We are so thankful for who you are and for all you continue to do. In your mighty name, we all said, amen. Let's take just a moment together and let us, let's sing from our hearts as we sing this song. Would you take just a moment and consecrate yourself and say, God, I, I give next year to you. God, speak to me. Do in me what you want. Uh, I, I choose to prepare myself for next year. I want you to work in me for your plans and purposes for next year. So have your way. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. I give myself to you. Would you take just a moment with me as we sing this next song? Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.